Hello and welcome to the Self Love Podcast. My name is Elaine, I am a life coach, therapist and wellness teacher and I am here to share my own self-love journey along with my clients' stories and transformations and tangible tips on how you can improve your relationship with you. Welcome to today's episode where I will be talking about high-functioning anxiety, the success trap and self-love. I've spoken many times on this podcast about the concept of anxiety, what it is, how it's affected me. I haven't really gone into the type of anxiety, which is known as high functioning anxiety. It's definitely something that I relate to um, and relate with. And it's definitely something that became prevalent for me in my life pretty much when I entered into the world of work, particularly when I moved into the fitness industry and then worked my way up the ladder. Um, So really simply, high-functioning anxiety is the type of anxiety that people have where they often function better but it doesn't mean that it's a healthy version of anxiety because ultimately it does lead to burning out because of all of the things that relates to being high functioning. But it is essentially, it's a term that refers to people who live with anxiety, but identifies functioning reasonably well or above reasonably well. Striving in an unhealthy way is often related to high functioning anxiety. You often appear to be successful, together and calm um, and often can be referred to as like a typical type A personality who excels at work and life. But the way you feel inside is very different. So with high functioning anxiety, there might be some high achieving, organized um, everything on the outside appears really good, but on the inside, it might be completely different. Um, High function anxiety typically propels people forward rather than leaving them frozen in fear. So it may be that you have limiting beliefs, beliefs about yourself, beliefs about your self-worth that aren't positive, but your high functioning anxiety allows you to present a version of yourself to the world that looks like the opposite. And that definitely was me. That definitely was my story. Some of the uh, things that relate, some of the characteristics um, of somebody with high functioning anxiety is somebody with an outgoing personality, uh, people that arrive early, very proactive, very organized, high achieving, detail orientated, uh, which definitely wasn't me. Um, Orderly, tidy, and that was definitely me, loved the order in the house, um, loyal in relationships to a, to a fault, um, even if they're being treated badly. It is, um, again, something that appears to everybody else that you've got it together and you feel very different about life. You may also find that you are a people pleaser. You might talk a lot, nervous chatter, nervous habits, need to do repetitive things overthinking, 
lost time because you're always arriving early for places, procrastination followed by long periods of crunch time work. That that really um, resonated for me. It ties in with um, it ties in with that element of last minute dot com behavior. Um, avoiding eye contact again for me. The same rumination, insomnia, racing mind. There's so many things. It doesn't appear like anxiety, so therefore it might not feel like anxiety because we often think of anxiety as being coming from a place of fear. This still may come from a place of fear, but you use it in a way that propels you forward externally. What it does, though, it creates this separation between your ideal self and your real self. So you may appear to be thriving in work and life and relationships but on the inside you're not happy about any of those things and it's really difficult then to say it out loud a lot of my clients that have anxiety have that story of I should be happy but I'm not I I can't understand why I do this why do I overthink why do I not believe in myself but you've been able to create something externally from a place of of real deep fear and that's what you're experiencing. It's this dysregulation of your nervous system and those feelings and thoughts that are created by that nervous system, but you're also able to hold it together so nobody knows what's going on. And that creates that separation. Who you present to the world then isn't you because actually the you on the inside is nervous, terrified, fearful, um, you know, all of those things we are who we are in that moment. And when I talk about real self versus ideal self, your real self is when you can connect in to who that really is in that moment. How am I feeling? How am I feeling about doing this presentation? How am I feeling about this job? How am I feeling about my life? How am I feeling truly in this relationship? When we're able to connect back in with us and start to address that, start to maybe look at the external and maybe think, well, how, how can I make the external less stressful for me? How can I stop wanting to clean the house until it's like within an, an inch of its, um, an inch of its life, right? You know, just cleaning, 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 cleaning until the rugs are threadbare. How can I start to dial that down? and keep the focus where it needs to be or where I desire it to be, but also start to look at what's going on on the inside. The key thing with high functioning anxiety is it's not a medically diagnosed thing. It's something that has been researched and it's there's um, lots of stuff that you can read about it online. But it's it's one of those things that actually on the outside, it doesn't look like it's giving you any problems right because your life is together but when we look at mental health when we look at emotional health it has the biggest impact it's not in essence if you've got anxiety that's stopping you do something you can find extreme safety in that not doing whereas if you are throwing yourself if you like into the lion's den every day but pretending it's okay then that's where the difficulties are, right? Because you're in that place, but you will be overthinking, ruminating, your nervous system will be on high alert for a lot longer. 
it won't get time to decompress. Your decompression then looks like cleaning or order, and therefore you don't get that full rest. You don't want to take full rest because you'll be overthinking and you'll be ruminating. I think you get the picture, right? So how do we how do we deal with it? How do we deal with high functioning anxiety? How do you get to the core of it? How do you change it? The key thing with any anxiety is to know where it's coming from. It may well be a, a set of limiting beliefs, how good you feel about yourself, um, how much worth you think you have in this world could be the underpinning thing. And I've spoken about this before. You know, if you are a child that fears that you're not good enough, so you develop behaviors that allow you to be good enough and allow you to fit in and be light and essentially be safe, you will carry those behaviors into adulthood. And that's where they can turn into something bigger. So it's about finding where the anxiety is coming from. Sometimes it it could be hormonal. If you've got any kind of um, anxiety disorder or disordered anxiety, there might not be a telltale sign of where it's coming from. But even when there doesn't appear to be something, I have found with every client that I've ever worked with that there is something. There is always a something there underneath the surface that we can work on. But the key thing is to actually calm your nervous system so that you can get some space from the automatic negative thoughts and the things that your nervous system is creating. When we're in a nervous system response of fight or flight, we're on high alert. So you can imagine now being on high alert and high functioning that works really well together. But we can't stay on high alert all of the time. We need to be high, then low, and then find somewhere in between, in between. So if you are constantly on this high alert from the second you get up to the second you go to bed, it's about being able to dip into the highs, come right back down to the extreme kind of rest and digest, and then find somewhere in the middle where your sympathetic nervous system is active so you can get stuff done, but it's not in a state of fight or flight. So how do you do that? This is what you're here for, right? You want the magic. You want the magic answer. So I always, when working with anxiety, with clients, I will always work with the breath. When you can learn to deep breathe, it's like a soothing system for your nervous system. It allows the nervous system to receive the message that everything is actually okay. When we deep breathe, we're telling our brain and our brain then tells our body that everything is okay. If I can calmly breathe in a full way, I'm telling you that everything is okay here. I don't need a panic breath. I don't need that state of emergency. I can I can relax here. Now, of course, there will be times when you are experiencing stress in your life that you need that kind of fight and flight because it gets you through that period of time. And that's normal. We're able to deal with stress. What we're not able to do is deal with stress for long periods of time without being able to decompress to recover. So getting into the habit of deep breathing first thing in the morning, throughout the day, and especially before you go to sleep is huge. And deep breathing is where you feel the belly button moving with the breath. So if you put your hand on your belly 
around about where your belly button is, if you start to breathe so that that moves with the breath, so when you breathe in, the belly expands, when you breathe out, the belly softens. And think about expansion and softening in a really slow way. You can listen to soothing music. You can switch off your devices. All of those things, that external stimulation that you don't need will allow you to tap into what's there and start to bring yourself down a little bit. A lot of people, if you have high functioning anxiety, you will find meditation painful. You will find yoga boring because there's not enough going on for you. You need to move forward through things really quickly. So a lot of people with high functioning anxiety find that things like running or walking are a good way of almost switching off because you're tapping into that fight and flight energy. So a walk, breathing, switching off, disconnecting, listening to some slow rhythmic music, maybe even listening to this podcast. I have a very, uh, quite a, a low tone of voice, but also a very slow way of speaking. I've never always been like this, uh, by the way. I used to speak at a million miles an hour and always try and get my head into conversations. And, um, you know, I, I, I now have the tools to be able to lean back, right? Um, so maybe even just listening to this helps to just oh, help your mind to go a little bit slower. That would be the first port of call. Deep breath, morning, throughout the day, before you go to bed, listening to calming music, whilst maybe, you know, moving your body, walking or running. Finding ways of decompressing that suit you. So rather than try and do something and force yourself to do something that feels really unnatural, at this stage, just do something that feels right for you. But I would always recommend working with somebody to find out the root cause to, to help teach you to decompress in way more ways than I've said today. If you feel that I'm that person, pop into um, the show notes and you'll find all of the ways of contacting me, including a link to a free call, which is there for you to, to book in, have a chat with me about your healing or coaching needs. I work in two different ways with my clients. Um, I can work on something very specific with therapy. So that would be um, anxiety, stress, trauma, or I can work on a lot more things in your life. So the things that need healing, but also the things that you want to change and maybe don't have the courage to do. Lots of different ways of working with me. I'll put all of the info in the show notes. So if this has kind of entered your mind and you're like, Do you know what, this sounds like me and I feel like I want to make a difference in my life, then I want you to know that I'm here um, and I have availability right now to work with people again. So if that is calling you, pop into the show notes, but also know there are lots of resources online. Um, there's lots of things on YouTube that you can start to look at. Um, and there might be other therapists that you want to work with as well. And that's cool. Like I'm, I'm happy if you are finding a space where you can find the help that you need. So that was my little piece around high functioning anxiety. Um, the success trap is all kind of based around the trappings of 
being successful. We move into this success trap. The more we get, the more we want. And if that's coming from a place of high functioning anxiety, it's going to be really difficult to get off that hamster wheel because the likelihood is that the car that you own, the house that you own is all related to the job that you have. And if you're not happy in that job, but it's serving you to have all of these other things that provide safety in your life, it's going to be really difficult to to try and get out of it. But it's not impossible. This is what I work with my coaching clients on. So it's not impossible. And I'm proof that that can change. So that's the success trap. And self-love, how does this all come back to self-love? Well, if you are living in fear and living from a place of fear, fear is the opposite to love. We often think it's hate. It's not, it's fear. Love it is the relationship to your rest and digest. And fear is your relationship to fight and flight. So when you're in that high-functioning anxiety, you're going to find it really difficult to find self-love. You're going to find it difficult to to find self-care. You're probably going to find it difficult to sleep. So it's going to be loads of things where you're not able to love yourself. But more often than not, deep down, the limiting beliefs are there already. And that's what's propelling the anxiety. So there you have it. That's today's episode. I really hope you got a lot from that. Please do let me know. You can email me. You can message me on social media let me know how you found it and if you do want to pursue this further and you think that there might be um some time for you to invest in yourself then please also do pop into the show notes and find out ways of working with me i look forward to being here again with you very soon don't forget to like share subscribe to this podcast so other people can find it and don't forget your deep breaths Bye for now.